0: Before we get started, I want to share some information about organic superfoods. If you're feeling like you need a boost in your nutrition, check out the link below. We have a wide variety of supplements and products which are the most nutrient dense on the market. If you're looking for products where results matter, look no further than here. And The best part is, if you see something you like, I'm offering you the chance to get a great discount with my personal code. All you have to do is shoot me a message on any of my platforms, which are linked in my Hoobie below. Thank you. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Ascension Show. So glad to have you. Hope you're having an awesome day so far. I'm joined today by my good friend Stefan. Stefan based in Canada. Why don't you give everybody an introduction about yourself?
1: Yeah, what's up, guys? My name's Stefan. Um right now i'm just studying mechanical engineering but i'm working at the moment um and i'm really interested in e-commerce um so i'm I'm looking to start a business within that um but i've always kind of been like i don't want to call it like spiritual but kind of self-aware uh, and whatnot so uh, i kind of resonate with a lot of the things that steven talks about so
0: awesome awesome so um with your e-commerce business it's um I know it's becoming quite a thing to, um, want to learn how to make money from your laptop, right? Because the, there's a higher ceiling and there's also, you know, the freedom side of things where you're not really tied down to your location. So is that, is that necessarily what is attractive to you about e-commerce?
1: Yeah, honestly, I just think that like, as like the economy grows, um, like just having an average job slowly starts putting you lower and lower down the totem pole. Whereas like in the past, you could probably, you know, work as a mechanic and support like an entire family. Now you need like a two parent household to, you know, even just, you know, like two working people to hold off a household. So I just think like to have any kind of like freedom, you basically need, need some kind of business. Um, so yeah, just like the freedom to to do what I want, uh, to travel, and honestly, I'm a pretty creative person, um, and putting together different types of projects and ideas and figuring out how to sell something is really interesting. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely yeah, interests me.
0: So um, that's, it's pretty interesting, actually. I, I hear that a lot of people start off with e-commerce to kind of build some kind of, foundation or funding for what they're actually passionate about so would you say you're passionate about e-commerce or would you say you have a different passion that you want to like you know use e-commerce and turn it into this passion
1: yeah like like right now i'm really focusing on learning how to sell and then once you have that you can basically do anything um but i'm definitely interested in in health and i've uh, i'm i really like like paul check's work um and kind of kind of becoming like a health practitioner of, of some kind. Um and really like understanding your own body and helping other people um with that information. So so yeah, that's that's definitely something I'm interested in.
0: Very cool. Yeah, it's um I think once you learn about living a healthy lifestyle and whatnot, and you are kind of embracing one and more of these characteristics, these habits, you know standards of living, it makes you you feel better. So it makes you want to live an even more optimized and even more healthy life. Um whether it be through mental patterns or nutrition or business, like you said, with your job, with the way that you spend your time. Um I don't like to ask people what they well like what's your job or like are you a student or whatnot? I you know, I'll ask people, so what do you do with your time? Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what, you know, how it relate to your passion. Like, what do you, what do you do with your time, Stefan? So you, you do, you spend your time doing e-commerce and are you passionate about what you do with your time? Yeah. Are, are you asking me? Um, I, I guess that was more, the <laughs> a rhetorical question. Cause you just told me, but, um, <laughs> but the nutrition thing is really interesting because in a way, is there, is there a way where you can connect e-commerce and nutrition have you brainstormed that far is that something that you think you can do um i'd be curious to know about that
1: yeah you could definitely do that there's a lot of like health supplement companies um and e-commerce is like largely for like products but you can just have an online business that does a service right so you could be helping people you know learn different types of um you know qigong or or whatever it is and have like a a value ladder based on um, the different types of services that you offer. So at first you might offer like a free webinar or something like that, showing people how to do the basics. And then you might have like something above that that costs a little bit more money where you offer some more value. And eventually, you know, at the top of your ladder, you're offering a tremendous amount of value to the people that are like super interested in, in, in what you're selling. So yeah, man, like you could, you could do anything with, with an online business.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of these great concepts stem from this book called The 4-Hour Workweek. Um, I think a lot of people have read it. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend. Um, It teaches a lot of the concepts about um, taking yourself out of the equation, especially with like an online type of business. Um, I think it stems stems down to mainly is providing value and helping people. How can you fill a need? How can you solve a puzzle? and that's for you to answer you know what i mean
1: yeah well it's all about just solving problems right like if 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 i could help your business make more money why would you not pay me right so
0: right right or if i could help you optimize your health if i could take you help you take a step with your nutrition you know then you can pay me you know what i mean it's providing value filling the void yeah
1: yeah a lot of people want to kind of paint business as like this like negative thing like oh like you're ripping these people off or so, you know, but like, really, if you have wealth, it's because you provided so much value that like, you can like, like, like so much, so many people have given you money because you provided such a high service for them.
0: Right. It's a value exchange, you know, for time, for service, for, in you know, exchanging for the results, for the product, for your happiness. You know what I mean? Um, People, people want to feel good when they're, you know, buying your, product or they're you know taking in what you have for them to value yeah I feel like that's important um but you know what got you started on this kind of health journey
1: yeah man um so I've so so about two years ago I got like super into working out again I was like living in Houston like working and I was like I'm gonna hit the gym every day I don't know anyone here And I've been and I worked out for like a year and a year and a half, and then I ended up getting like this really bad problem with my lower back, um, where like, I guess I lost mobility in a part of my spine. So then all of my rotation, instead of bending my entire spine, I would only bend like here right at my lower back region, and I already had a problem with my disc in my lower back, and then that like sort of amplified that whole situation so I was, like, basically, like, bedridden for, like, about six months, and, like, the worst part was that, like, I didn't really have, like, any clear solution as to how it was going to be solved or anything like that, um, so it definitely, like, made me feel very hopeless, and I felt, like, very lost because, you know, I was just, like, some college student, and I was just, like, laying in bed. I didn't really know what I was going to do next. Um, but fundamentally that whole experience to kind of fast track it, um, brought me a lot closer to myself, um, and kind of put me back on like the right path, so to speak.
0: Yeah, man. Um, having something like that happen into your life where you're kind of, everything's put on pause or you have a huge change and all of a sudden it's just, you, you have to focus on uh, you're literally focusing everything on your health uh, and for you is physical health. Um, I have, I went through the same thing. I was not bedridden for six months. I had ACL reconstruction surgery. I was on crutches for probably four or five weeks, but you know, I still, I couldn't run if somebody tried to mug me right now. <laughs> so it's definitely like, it's definitely, it changes your mind because you have you're limited in your physical capabilities but you're still the same person that you are in your head so you have to change something about your head about your mind
1: no definitely any any like negative thought patterns that you have are just like magnified like 30x you know what i mean um yeah like like for me it just felt like i just had like like my energy was just being sucked away kind of so like I would have to go do something and then like immediately I'm like fucking like sit down or something. So yeah, yeah it's, it's
0: tough. it is tough, but something that I was able to do and uh, I guess a good time frame was able to reframe like the circumstance. A lot of people would take a very negative stance. And I think if, I think all the preparation that I had beforehand helped me get ready for it. If I hadn't been as mentally, if I hadn't practiced on my mentality before, I definitely would have taken a victim mindset or not have been so optimistic about it. But I really saw it as an opportunity to hone in on myself, to take a breath, take a slowdown and focus, reevaluate myself, even though life did suck. You know, I had to use crutches to go, you know, go from my bed to the bathroom to go to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that like totally. Like you have to move away from that why me mindset, right? I was listening to uh to an interview with I don't know if you know Aubrey Marcus. Yes. Yeah. He was talking about like forgiveness and how it's kind of like a spectrum and how um like at, at like the like the most like non forgiving forgiveness is like, yeah, I forgive you. It's okay, whatever, bye messing around with the light yeah like at like this very end it's like yeah I forgive you but like if I could go back and change that event I 100% would versus on the other end it's like you completely understand how that event positively impacted you and turned you into who you are today that like you're actually thanking that person rather than being angry at them yeah you get what I'm saying
0: Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. And it's just releasing all that tension, you know, because I feel like a lot of that tension or like you said, just not forgiving, holding the grudge comes from expectations. When you have expectations on things and they don't go according to how you expected it to go, then you're going to be more apt to hold on the way you just talked about. But when you kind of release those expectations, when you release the importance that you have attached to that certain situation, then you can let go and be forgiving and accept and realize that it was supposed to happen so that you could get to where you are now and help you put yourself on that trajectory that you are currently on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then like the only thing you want to do is like give that person a big hug. You know I mean? yeah like, you, you, you made me the first I am like I love yeah.
0: you yeah yeah there's one thing I that I that I always refer to um is uh I I tried out for my football team in middle school and I guess I was too I guess I was too small or like I didn't have the strength or whatever but if I had made the football team I would have continued doing football and I would have just done football in high school but I actually, you know, I didn't make the team, so I stuck with soccer. And I stuck with soccer in high school, and I actually had, like, an ama- like, the amount of growth that I had from soccer because of the things that played out, I wouldn't have had if I had just played football and been, like, third-string wide receiver. You know what I mean? And so even though it sucked that I didn't make the football team when I was in middle school, I it made me who I was. Yeah. And I even had a run in with the coach. Um, I was, I was cutting his neighbor's lawn. He comes outside. He's a new neighbor there. And, you know, we had, I hadn't seen him in years. And he, one of the things he said to me, I had my jujitsu shirt on. He's like, Oh, you doing jujitsu now, man? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And um, he said, you know, man, look at me now. yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> kind of like that. But he said, you know, man, he said, I should have let you play football, man. And I was like, you know what? it's okay because it made me who I am you know what I mean I could just lift my hands up and say it's okay
1: yeah yeah no honestly man like everything is supposed to happen and like like everything that happens is a synchronicity whether you want to accept it or not you know like everything is just like moving exactly how it's supposed to and you just got to kind of accept it but that that also means that like if if you're like, I'm not gonna take action because it's it's gonna, you know, it's not supposed to happen, that that just means you haven't learned a lesson that's important that you haven't learned. Mm. You know what I mean? So if you're just like letting life happen to you, that's that's that that just means that you're in that you you're allowing the universe to not be good to you, basically.
0: Yeah, and and so that ties exactly back in with the expectation part. So life is just happening and it's happening for you, like. If you even if you take it to a more spiritual or religious perspective, you have God kind of has this plan for you, and he kind of talks about, I think it's predeterminism and and you have to allow that to happen and just kind of be intuitive with, you know yourself. And it's really hard because you have these expectations of how life should be or just these ideas of what they should be. Um, when really you know life life happens and it's that state of accepting everything that does happen yeah it, it's very cliche to say oh everything happens for a reason and it's hard to understand that but once you kind of just ex- are in a state of acceptance
1: yeah um, you just can't can be see in, it. in. you can't be in resistance to what is mm. you know you can't be like like it is you're not gonna you're not gonna wake up tomorrow and be like six foot six playing in the NBA. It's not going to happen, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It sucks saying it is what it is sometimes, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah. No, but it, but it is, you know what I mean? It's not like this is it. It's just like, this is, you know, and you have yeah. to embrace that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, something in stoicism, uh, I read this in meditations. I don't know exactly where, but. He talks about Marcus Aurelius. He talks about the cliff, right? on the ocean. And all day and all night, the cliff is battered with waves. And even sometimes a storm comes through and just smacks the crap out of the cliff, you know, consecutively for hundreds and thousands of times. But the cliff is not shaken. The cliff never moves. And that's the kind of comparison that, he's trying to make with how one should carry themselves all the waves Mm -hmm. are going to come every day and all day but the cliff never moves
1: yeah yeah you're you're always like you're always going to have problems and you're always going to have things that are going to be trying to kind of drag you down to those lower levels you know of like fear and anger or whatever and you need to really do your best to maintain the higher kind of um levels and it's like a lot of people think like spirituality is this thing where like you're just like walking on clouds and everything's great but like real spirituality is like you got like problems but you're able to be like in the eye of the storm and just like wield things as they come and just like handle them and just like embrace them you know with with love and compassion
0: and yeah just that state of acceptance um and I noticed the more you kind of Put yourself onto this path of I don't want to know, I don't know what exactly to say, maybe spirituality or improvement, or I guess escaping the matrix, whatever terminology you want to use, as you kind of make that ascension, that the universe and forces at play, balancing forces will realize this change in resonancy that you're taking and then hit you with waves and there, some sometimes there'll be more vigorous waves and that's the way of balancing forces trying to get you back to that state of 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 i don't maybe homeostasis that you were at before living that comfortable life
1: yeah yeah for sure um what was i gonna say dude my, my brain's kind of loopy right now i'm trying loopy to like, right
0: now loopy. no you're good man you're good um <laughs> But uh, tell me about uh, your spiritual, your spiritual path. Like what, what was the trigger? Were you always like this?
1: Yeah, I think I had like a bit of like an intense childhood, to be honest with you, because I had a single mom and um, like it was just kind of like an intense, like hectic time because they're like my, 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 my grandparents, my mom, my uncle came from Yugoslavia and there that was, like, a, there was, like, war in that country, so they came here, and then, like, my mom, like, was able to, like, become a doctor, um, so, like, I kind of grew up in, like, an intense environment, so I kind of, um, like, developed, like, a lot of self-awareness when I was younger, um, and then, yeah, it just kind of, like, it kind of stuck with me. I remember being, like, pretty, like, like, like being able to kind of see like the beauty and things when I was like, kind of like a little kid. I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but I would like, be able to like, look at like a tree and I was like, damn, that tree is fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, and then, yeah, and then I guess I went to, to university, I kind of like moved away from that. Um, and then this back injury kind of brought me back into like real life, almost.
0: Interesting how that injury has basically been that little cat- catalyst for the change because, yeah. you know, you wouldn't put that on something so bad as you would label it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the out, that was the outcome. So I think that's really interesting. Um, are there any concepts or philosophies that fascinate you that you've spent time looking into that you'd like to share?
1: um yeah i was kind of thinking about this the other day and it's like you, you know how people talk about um like a tree falls in the woods and like if no one witnesses it did it even really happen you probably heard that yeah so- something
0: along the lines
1: yeah so like personally i think that if no one witnesses the tree fall it doesn't happen however the thing is is that the whole universe is witnessing that tree right so imagine that you have an infinitely small point, right, in space and time or whatever, like an infinitely small point, point. and imagine that you're inside that infinitely small point. Okay? Are you, are you following? I'm following. Okay. Um, and imagine that an event occurs within that infinitely small point and you're in it. Would you be able to witness that?
0: If you were in this event...
1: Yeah, like, like there's an infinitely small point, you're in it, and an event occurs within that infinitely small point.
0: I'd say you'd observe it.
1: I, I, I would say you wouldn't, because you would need some kind of geometry in order to have like a perspective on it. Does that make sense?
0: Okay, elaborate for me.
1: So the infinitely small point, in order for you to witness it, you, there would need to be like some kind of perspective or like a geometry between you and the point, in order to witness the event. Okay, right?
0: exactly well, is, is this point like? The tree falling.
1: Well, that 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 point is like everything that's happening, always. You know.
0: So this right, this second.
1: Well, just like the entire like breathing universe, or like every single infinitely small point that exists in our universe, right? An event is is happening. So like, the the fact that a tree can fall at all is is can only happen because there is a, a consciousness witnessing it.
0: Ooh, that's deep okay you know what i mean like, like so... that, that
1: that's the only thing that allows it to happen because like our universe is just like a cross-section of like two like dimensions like we like we're, we're not living in a dimension right there's like the fourth dimension and the third dimension and we're just like a cross-section between them
0: okay So this tree that falls can only fall because the conscious universe is in a state of observation. Yeah. Everything that happens happens because the universe is in a constant state of observation.
1: Exactly. Like imagine you're playing Call of Duty and you're on a map, right? And then a tree falls somewhere else in the map and you don't watch it. I would say that didn't happen because the the virtual reality that that's simulated in isn't conscious, but our universe is conscious. And every like, you know, infinitely small point of space is like being observed, quote unquote.
0: So if you walk into a forest right now and you see a fallen tree, did that happen?
1: I would say so. Yeah
0: because it happened in a conscious universe, yeah, okay where did you learn this?
1: I was just I'm just
0: or is this like a a thought that you had
1: this is just a thought that I had
0: you gotta put it on paper, man yeah yeah right does, does it make sense or do I it's sound a little like bit like- it's I'm a little like- bit hard to wrap my mind around <laughs> um like it's a little bit hard to wrap my mind around. Maybe there's somebody who's listening can wrap their head around it and maybe we can have a three-way podcast and Let's talk do. about this concept. So if you're that person, let me know. We're going to have a three-way podcast and talk about this concept that I'm what 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 would you coin this concept as? Okay, I'm coining my concept now. I have to
1: give it a cool name. Yeah, you do. I'll call it the infinitesimal theorem.
0: Oh God! I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put that in the show notes, guys. The infinites, infinitesimal is that did I say that right? Yeah, infinitesimal theorem. Okay, cool. I'd cool. give it a name. Yeah, that's that's an interesting concept on the way reality works. Um, I for me, when reality happens, I think it unfolds in a certain way um and reality unfolds and each person has their own perception on the way reality unfolds and this might be like a little like veer away from your concept but mine like reality unfolds um and i perceive it as one thing and so thus my reality is different from yours so i i'll use covid as an example if COVID happened and I'm very skeptical and you know, I realize that the morality rate is very similar to that of the influenza virus. And I'm I would say I'm a critical thinker for thinking this way, and I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it. My yeah. reality isn't necessarily changed besides the fact that some people decided to shut down the country, but I'm still gonna live my life. That's my reality because of my perception on the way it unfolded some other person might see the exact same situation the way that's unfolding and be completely and utterly terrified and mm. and that is their reality because of their perception and i think you can really see that difference nowadays when you walk into stores and you can see people still wearing masks because their reality has become so it's basically how they're living in a state of fear in a state of scarcity and that's their reality because they perceived it that way but you know i perceive at this very moment a reality of abundance and a reality of this was supposed to happen so reality of acceptance and so that that's that's my little philosophy at, at least Yeah,
1: no i completely agree like 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 those people are just vibrating at a different frequency and they're also in a different stage of like ego development right because like if you're in a state of fear really really your ego equals survival right because like we, we've abstracted survival to so to such a high degree that now it's like if i just keep doing what i did in the past and i maintain being the same person then i'll be safe right, right? that's like like and other animals they don't have an ego they're just like running around and shit just like trying to stay alive right now but we have like a full ego that's been developed, right? And and now we now we try to maintain that ego. So if you're in a state of fear, you're afraid that this ego that you have is somehow going to run away from you, or that you, you know you're you're not going to be able to, um, you know, like 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 your ego is in an unstable position. So you'll do anything that it takes in order to reinforce it or to make sure that it stays alive, right? Like, like there's different ways that you can analyze like those like levels of energy or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah. Um, and living in a state of fear is is the lowest form vibration that you can live in. Because when you're in a state of fear, and that state of scarcity that makes you think on a survival. Um, mindset, you know, you're very, you're thinking very base level and very s- scarce. And so you're more apt to be controlled, basically, you're more apt to be influenced, because you're in that state of mind. There's not much, you know, that's, that's why I think there's a big, there was a big push with everything that happened in 2020. I think that's why there's a big push about the environment, um, climate crisis stuff, I feel like there's going to be a big push with that with food, with clean water, because then people are easily suggestible when they're in these states of mind. And I think the same thing can be said about um, um, digital currency, too. Um, and so I think it all ties into having people living in this state of fierce that they accept these forms of policy and these concepts that are destructive yeah
1: i mean i agree like there it's you know if if you can like i I, like i I do believe that the lowest level is shame like shame is like it's basically complete separation from your environment right it's like you should just feel shitty just because you are who you are yeah
0: and there's a lot of that too you know white white male oh you're a white male toxic masculinity you know white christian male yeah My no family. like,
1: like they, they want to shame you kind of put you down but like the i i think i do think that these forces and archetypes have kind of been around forever
0: yes um
1: and and i like i'm not saying that like the things that are happening in the in the world are necessarily like positive but i do think that like the universe collectively is just in a process of just constantly waking up more and more and more and i think like the advent of technology in the internet is actually going to allow us, like, we're kind of going through this weird, awkward period where our entire civilization is, like, being connected and, like, all these groups are over there and these people think this and it's just, like, this, like, kind of shit show of, like, things being connected. Um, And, you know, like, like, there's room for that, like, empire consciousness to come in and, like, rule over all of that. But I do think that all of these things that are happening are leading us to a brighter future one day.
0: Yeah, I I would agree, and a lot of people have a very black pill concept on the way things are unfolding. You know, like the the world is gonna end, and the yeah. world is gonna heat up and turn into but a fireball. Yeah, and so, but I feel like you know, we live in a we live in a dualistic realm, right? A realm of balance, right? Night and day, light and dark, male female, um, left right, up down. You know what I mean? And so when it looks like shit's in the fan, like we have a climate crisis or we have a food crisis or we have, you know, we're spiritually and morally degrading. I think about the yin-yang, right? Black and white. So as much as the bad stuff mm-hmm. happens, right, all this good stuff is simultaneously going on, right? You know, yeah. there's good and evil, right? There's, there's God in that negative energy source and so as that negative energy source whatever you want to call it is active god and that positivity that constructive energy is also at work and it's really easy to get sucked into the black pill of things because fear is also really addictive um
1: yeah yeah no and- i i yeah sorry go ahead no
0: no no go ahead I'm I'm done I
1: was I was just gonna say like I completely agree like I think a lot of people think that like good and like there's like like obviously there's good and bad but like realistically light and dark work together in order to form our universe right like if we were all extremely conscious beings that, that, then we would just be the beings that we are when we die like, the cool thing about our lives is that, like, there is unconsciousness and there is, like, all these, like, trials and tribulations that we go through. There is the darkness, you know what I mean? And that's what actually makes the the whole universe possible. That's what forms the universe because there is a contrast, you know what I mean? So all the, I, I completely agree that, like, all this negativity that's happening, all that it's really doing is it's stirring up energy which is eventually going to shoot up you know
0: yes yeah um i think it's 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 necessary too because that that negativity actually drove me into a state of positivity um but like i said before it's addicted it's addictive to be um attached to that fear but you can once you find that one thing, whatever your catalyst is, then you'll realize that there's good things that go on too. Um, for me, it was just a lot of repetition of seeing that there actually is good. I, you know, I saw these concepts enough to realize, and okay, so maybe it's not that bad after all. Um, I was caught up in a lot of doomsday stuff, but then I found some more content based around reframing your mind and um, just constructive and productive things. And then you realize there is greater good at work too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even like the like the red pill stuff, I was kind of watching that for a bit, and it's like it's good, but like a lot of these people are just like, "Women are fucking whores," and you're just like, "Yo, chill out." Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's okay. Like like there's there's great girls out there. You yeah. Don't even, like out. like
0: yeah, if you like to watch the whatever podcast with the OnlyFans girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that can be. Yeah, that can be quite um discouraging to see, but um yin yang. Remember, guys, yin yang. Um, Yeah. So that's what I like to think about, but um, yeah, man. Um. So, what are you reading? Any like books? Are you watching any cool, you know, documentaries, YouTube videos that are helping you with the spirituality or mindset type stuff that? you want to talk about
1: right like right now i'm mainly just focused on like the business stuff so i'm reading um just like the digital marketing books 100 million dollar offers dot com secrets all of russell brunson's books so i'm not i'm not too um invested in the spiritual books right now i did
0: okay
1: i did read um the power of now and the way of the superior man which i think are fantastic books um but yeah, no, no, no spiritual books at the moment.
0: Those those two are supposed to be good books. Um, yeah, that's good, man. I um, like like I said before, the Four Hour Work Week is good. Uh, I'd like to get into the dot com secrets because it, there's just a lot of good concepts in there. Um, sure, and I I feel like books in general are are big in terms of assessing your knowledge on things because when you're reading a book you're reading this information that someone is transferring onto you um and i feel like i feel like i need to read a book twice sometimes
1: oh yeah dude i'm 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 like like i'm i'm no longer just gonna like read a book once and put it down like i'm gonna like pick like 10 or 12 books and then those are my
0: books and that's it Like yeah. those are your books yeah yeah, yeah i in it's hard because you when you're reading a book, you want to make sure that you're reading the right book because there's some books that just don't speak to you. Um, you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah,
1: there's there's books that are key, though. like like hundred million dollar offers, like you gotta read this like this is like, I've
0: heard really good things about that, man,
1: yeah, I'm just getting started with it, but like, I mean, I, I like I can tell that this is just like like way like so much value so much value
0: so much value um what what exactly does the book entail
1: so i'm just getting started with it like i said but basically it's all about how to structure offers so that people want to give you money right like if if you're trying to sell something you're trying to just give it away for free and no one wants it that's a problem right like like you you want you want to set up offers so that it like makes a lot of sense to do it and you can, and it's not that hard to set it up that way. Um, So, yeah, but like, like like I said, I'm just getting started with it. Um, But it's, it's really just about maximizing the value that you can provide. Um, Yeah. It's basically that.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I think that's important with business, right? You have to show that value and lead people into the direction of, making the purchase or going through with with accepting that value um people are kind of they're easily suggestible um and they want to feel happy right they want to feel fulfilled and um obviously i am no expert but um that's Mm -hmm. basic you know like basic human needs right and um i've i've noticed with business when people are offered things that are going to give them their guaranteed happiness guaranteed feel good they want to feel better right that's why they're buying your product um they they want to feel better about themselves so so like if i want to buy a pair of blue light blocking glasses i want to feel better about about having to endure you know artificial light that's why i'm buying the glasses right or when you're selling when you're selling I don't know. I talked to this guy who's a salesman for this roofing company, right? You're gonna give this company your money so that they can fix your roof and give you a sense of security. Right.
1: It's also how 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 much do they does the customer believe that this will actually like solve that problem? Right. You know, like if you're saying I'm gonna solve this, but like it doesn't really look like it's gonna happen, um, you know, that that's another parameter
0: yeah and that that that's that's in the looks and the appeals right
1: yeah or if i'm like trying to like consult for your business but like i don't know anything about business like they're like okay fuck off
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and that's that's just i think i think like this that that part the security or the the trust comes with just who you you are and building that relationship and I think people people are able to tell within, you know, within thirty seconds you can feel someone's vibe, the same way as a customer is with a product or a salesman. Yeah. Right. They'll they'll know, just the way you, based on the way you carry yourself. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: Okay, I, I I never I never asked you what your um what your spiritual journey has been. What like.
0: my spiritual journey? Okay. So I I grew up go- going to church and I went to this big mega church and then I decided um I would like to try this other church which is more this new age type of church um and it was hard um it towards the end it was hard for me to like s- stay with it um because I had learned about um I learned a little bit about more spirituality stuff rather than you know, doctrine, Christian stuff, and that was interesting to me. I also learned about um just a little bit of the darker stuff that goes into Christianity, and that kind of bothered me, and I wasn't really, I kind of deviated from that once I left home and went to college, and then I actually found yoga through jiu-jitsu, and I learned about some yoga philosophies. Mm. um I went on a yoga retreat last summer i I was expecting a like yoga classes, but I also got yoga philosophy and yoga lifestyle and I learned different meditation tech- different meditations, different breathing exercises, along with the yoga and I also learned certain philosophies which are similar to um, Eastern religions, but they're not exactly tied to a religion. And that was really enticing to me. Um, And it was because it wasn't tied to a religion, right? You can accept the teachings from Jesus and you can take for what you see in like the Vedic scriptures, for example. And Although I was, I've not been extremely like dedicated to it, I've still integrated these philosophies into my life. And then within the past six months or so, I've kind of re-evaluated my stance with Christianity. And not in the sense that I'd call myself a Christian, but I spent more time reading the Bible and reading what exactly Jesus had to say and reading exactly what Jesus stood for. And I've gone to some... I don't want to say church events because you're not necessarily tied to a church, but I've yeah. gone to some like gatherings and stuff and that's been fulfilling. It's, and I've gone to some meditation series in the past too. So um, I, I wouldn't call myself necessarily a Christian, but I it's, it's spiritual is such an umbrella term. Yeah. And so it's hard to kind of put a label on what I am, but um, I really, and fascinated by the archetype of Jesus and the basically the core principles of what he talked about and integrating meditation into my day-to-day life as well yeah
1: no definitely like 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 you know a- after Jesus died someone probably came along and was like wow this guy had a lot of influence how can we like you know you know, you, you use this a little bit. Oh, Jesus said this. Jesus said that, and then like you know, they they kind of start to exploit what he said, and you know, f- yeah. for those lower energies to kind of emerge, kind of like what we talked about earlier. Um, but but yeah, that that's awesome, man. That sounds like you had a, a like a pretty uh wide experience with a lot of different things there.
0: Yeah, um, and I'm definitely definitely I think um some. Plant medicine experiences have opened my mind a bit to other ideas. And definitely grateful that I've had those experiences because um it helped me realize the path, right? I was definitely deviating from it of spirituality in general and with God. Um but just it it has it helped us it triggered a certain realization about god and that overarching energy Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and when you can tap into that it's really powerful
1: yeah i've i've definitely had experiences even like when i'm not like under like the influence of anything where i'm just like going for a walk or something and i like really kind of i i don't know if the right word is like a presence but i just kind of like feel like a union with all the things around me you know what i mean and like, like sometimes the sh- the sun is shining a particular way, and I'm like, I kind of start like tripping a little bit. I'm like, wow, this yeah. is like, really like I don't even know. It's just epic.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's just the little things, and you're vibrating at that harmonious frequency. Um, and I had something I was gonna say, and I forgot it, but um, yeah, I don't remember. But something I've been I've been wrestling with in the past little bit is this concept. Okay, so the Christians teach about how you have this one chance and you have this one chance to find Jesus and to repent your sins so that Jesus can save you so that you can go to heaven and live eternal life. Because if you don't go through Jesus and have your sins saved, then you're going to go to hell and you're going to suffer forever. And that's, that's the Christians, right? And then what I've learned from the, the yoga principles is that, that reincarnation is real and it's based on your karma and your soul is in an everlasting cycle and you have to achieve spiritual enlightenment to see that spiritual bliss. Right. And so the life that you're living now is based on your karma from the past and the karma that you're building now is based on, is going to be based on your next life and you're trying to live a life to free yourself from that karma and that suffering. So something that I've been battling with is one If reincarnation is real, the Christians have to completely redo that philosophy that I just said, right? Because if reincarnation is real, there's no heaven or hell. Your your soul is in that cycle, right? And two, how can a loving God send somebody like a Buddhist monk to hell when all he did was meditate all day? Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I, I I I personally think that people just kind of like misinterpret that like whole heaven and hell thing. Um, I like I personally think like hell like like how could hell be experienced after death? Like that makes no sense, right? Like hell could only be experienced in in this physical life, right? Um, because like I don't know if I want to go on like a whole different tangent, but um, you know, like, 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 we're this infinite spirit. And basically, we need to, like, 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 like God moves infinitely fast, right? At an infinite speed. And in order for us to exist, God slows down, and it like encounters friction. So then like, we're caught in this awkward situation where we have like this physical body, you know, like, we're kind of like fucked up in this way, fucked up in that way. And like, if we if we keep going down that like hole, And we like self-identify with all these things that that are going to happen. We're going to be as in our spirits quote unquote is going to be moving very slowly. And we're going to be in like a, um, in a hell, right. Versus we can experience heaven on earth.
0: I agree. I think hell and heaven can be experienced in the material. Um, But something that resonates with me is you, you're a spirit having a material existence. Um, And I think, you know if this notion of reincarnation is real and y- you know your soul you have your soul that's putting then been, been put through the cycle of death and rebirth mm-hmm. that concept from Christianity has to change and yeah. and that is a very uncom. that will be you know I don't know if it's ever going to be revealed true you won't know until you die but that would then mean that the basis upon Christianity needs to be changed and that people were misled unintentionally or intentionally. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well they misunderstood what what he was saying, right?
0: Yeah, and and it's it's either a misunderstanding and then people being misled mistakenly or not. Um and or it was just a manipulation from the start (laughs) yeah you know what i I mean mean,
1: like i don't know if you like listen to joe rogan where he talks about like i don't know what the book was called but some kind of some guy like basically broke down how christianity was like based on like psychedelics and like something else like the burning bush was like yeah i've seen that yeah so like who knows where it all comes from right but um yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they were misled in the beginning. Or...
0: It's really hard to tell, man. Um, and it you know it's, it's hard to come upon a definite answer because there's so many things that are taught, so many different things that are out there, and truly at the end of the day, it's up to you and what you think is but at the same time there's absolute truth and how do you decipher what which is absolute truth
1: yeah well like like one one kind of way that i like to look at it is you know we we try to understand the world through like science and stuff right and science all you're doing is you're like breaking down atoms into smaller and smaller pieces and trying to understand them right but the reality is is that we're made out of atoms and at a certain point, there's like an inflection point in our understanding where the only way that we can understand deeper is to go within and to understand ourselves. And it becomes you, you, you at a certain point, the truth becomes so strong that you can no longer say we've empirically proved that this is true. But you, you all you can really say is I know and I understand. Yeah.
0: That, you know? That's what it comes down to. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I, I definitely think it's interesting and I'll have to ponder it more because um, I think those two different concepts are so interesting how we can have two of these ideas and a lot of people subscribe to this one and a lot of people subscribe to this one. And um, yeah, I just, I hope that uh, there wasn't any misleading in a malicious way, if you know what yeah. I mean. Um Yeah. But um, you know it's it's nice when you spend time around spiritually advanced people, you know, even if you're struggling to understand those concepts.
1: Oh, definitely. Well, like, like, well, a- anybody has like an 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 energetic body, right? And like, 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 on the most abstract level, we're like information and energy, right? And we have an energy body that's part of that, like, energetic field that we are, right? On, like, higher levels that we can understand. So, like, even if you're around somebody that's, like, either really negative or really positive or whatever, you're going to you're gonna start picking up on that because it's a physical thing. It's like a proximity thing. Right. You know? so, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and people are energetically tied to one another. Yeah. So... Yeah, man. Um. Well, as we wrap up this podcast, I I got one last question for you. If yeah. you had one thing that you could share with the whole world, one message, right now, what would it be? Oh
1: man, putting me on the spot. <laughs> um. One message. Let's see. I would just say to uh kind of slow things down, Get, get give yourself a, you know, s- try to spend a little bit more time on your own and try to understand why you do the things that you do um, and try to s- kind of pull the curtain back and really sort of try to understand what forces are actually controlling you versus what you think are, you're, you know, you're being controlled by.
0: I like that. I like that. And with that family, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for this awesome conversation, Stefan. It was Thanks. a pleasure having you on. I love talking about spirituality and it was nice having a business chat in there too. I hope everyone got value out of this today. Thank you so much for joining. Peace. Peace.